another. Come on. Appreciate y'all. Shout out to the notification squad. Squad up. Gang up. Appreciate you so much. Help elevate the nation, baby. Cowboys Michael Parsons. Cornerback Trayvon Diggs hosting. Plus more. I need to change up the title a little bit. But we're going to rock. We're going to roll. We're going to ride the way it is for right now. Shout out to y'all. Bring it. We ride here. Excuse me. <laughs> I'd have made Dan Orlowski mad. Come on. Yo. That's what I do, baby. Come on. Ain't no party like a cowboy party. Yeah. Let's get it. They say the person they get hit with the brick or the dog they get hit with the brick. Yeah, right. Come on. Hesitations, no deviations to the matter. Let's get it. Come on, as the room fill up. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content. Where my dogs at? Shout out to my dogs, my real ones that's rolling with me, regardless of the situation. Regardless of what this person said or that person said. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Another one bite the dust. Dun, dun, dun. Another one there. Another one there. Another one bite the dust, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> What's up with y'all, man? Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. The name is Law Nation, and I get it, man. People all around the world want to be mad about this and mad about that. But the hosting, the recruitment, the uh, conversation piece uh, of the Cowboys um trying to reach out for Odell Beckham and things like that. It's a far, far, far thing that I want to tell you guys this right now. I just hope <laughs> I just hope this thing can get all the way done so we don't have to talk about it. But as long as we winning, right, we can use this as a momentum grabber for the rest of the season. Just keep, just keep mentioning them, right? And never sign them. It, hey, we, we can be two playoffs in, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, the Cowboys still trying to think about signing Odell. Then we can be all through the Super Bowl. The Cowboys, as long as this develops some type of fire under this tape, then just keep dangling the carrot right in front of us. I think a third of you guys would love that, right? Keep talking about him, right? <laughs> He's a good luck charm, right? <laughs> All right, B, we appreciate you, man, for the Dracarys. super chat, man. Thank you. Got the dog up in there. I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> you know, uh, 
Boom. Here we go. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. There my dog go. Down boy. Down boy. What's good, man? Uh, the unknown. Exactly. Yes, indeed. Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that wow. something does exist. Wow, Cowboy Nation. How y'all feeling, though? What's up? Y'all all right? You know, I, I posted a video. I think it's on, it's on my IG. Uh, it's on my Instagram. And let me see if I can get to it. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. It, it's uh, about the Dan Orlowski, uh deal, what he had to say about the um, – but the Cowboys and these sorts of things. Now, now he mad. <laughs> he done flew around and somebody so to y'all, y'all done shared that thing so many times that it went to him. And this is what he had to say. Cause I was like, it's cool. It's cool. When they do it, it's a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when we do it, you know what I'm saying? So that's just how that whole thing went. So, let me see if I can find it right quick. And and I'm telling you, boy. And that joke got hot. He got hot. So he hot. He trying to defend himself. Here you go. They do it. It's a problem when the Cowboys do it. I'm not playing my best. We're not playing our best. And then never the way, never wavering, never give him credit for that, that he never wavers, whether he's playing poorly, whether the team's playing poorly. They always, that, that emotion constantly gives their team the belief that they got a shot. Cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Birds of a feather. They flock together. They make you a sucker. Did everybody watch the games? Yesterday? Yeah. The Cowboys are lucky the Colts imploded. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. The Cowboys look... (laughs) No! The the Colts imploded. Who was... You guys were impressed by the Cowboys yesterday? Yes. (laughs) For what? They they started playing deep, bro. On an NFL team. Now watch it. 21-19. They threw another shallow cross to CeeDee Lamb. The Colts defense can't tackle. All of a sudden, there's a tight end screen. Guys, they were up by two against the Colts. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Birds of a feather. They flock together. They make you a sucker. Now watch how giddy he is breaking down this play. I thought it was just the Colts, though. You know, this was two weeks ago. Can't make this up. Y'all check the rest of that video out on my social media. So, so smooth. He getting mad, man. He had his feelings. So, uh, he 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 done uh, responded to that video on my Twitter, and he he got like a paragraph law, like, "Hey, man, what about this? And what about that?" <laughs> but hey, hey, man, y'all leave the man alone, man. We went for for him wearing the same suit in that video, but. Y'all check out my Twitter page and then then just stroll on down there underneath it. Because so many people at the dude, I try not to at people, but man, my people, the Law Nation crew, you know, my my Illuminati crew, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give y'all that title or something. I need to come up with a name for y'all. <laughs> but y'all y'all done at the man so much, man, that he's all he's he's about to jump in the DMs now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but shout out to Dan Orlarski, you know. But you know, the dog that get hit with the brick yelps, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, just tell him to lean forward just a little bit, you know what I'm But in actuality, man, back back to my uh, Instagram over here. Um, here's the thing that I wanted to talk about. The, the constant 
love affair that the media have for Odell Beckham and the players have for Odell Beckham goes beyond. And I, I can tell you that one way or another, the team, the way we look, the way we operate, the way we handle stuff, uh, if, if we stick to the philosophy and formula, <laughs> we can go a long way. And when I, tell, when I told you guys that there's only one team that can beat the Dallas Cowboys, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. I mean it to the bottom of my heart. And the reason why I got my guy, Kellen Moore, up here as the thumbnail is he is the secret, right? He is the secret for this team on the offensive side. And, of course, I was trying to look for a picture with Dan Quinn, but I wanted to put my guy Parsons up there. On the defensive side, he the catalyst. So many people will be looking for Gotti's stats and numbers but that's not the case nor the scenario. You, you, we just need to continue to play sound defense. Believe it or not, the team will always follow behind this dude. Always follow behind this dude. And, and that is Parsons. You know, uh, he, he the one, I believe, called that players-only meeting after the Green Bay game. And, and, you know, sometimes you need to get that butt whoop, right? I didn't like it. I didn't like that, Madison. I, I know a third of you guys didn't like that, Madison. But it was necessary. Right. If we would have beaten the Green Bay Packers right now, we would have probably been too high on the sauce right now. Shoo. <laughs> but it's one of those things, whereas it's Madison. It went down like turpentine, you know, not not the, the running, not the uh, number nine that we have on this team, Cavante. But those who know from the old school edition, six, six, six. And a half a cup of orange juice, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, that medicine not good for you, but but it will help you out, baby. So um, here here's the thing: uh, there were reports on um, Pat McAfee show about Odell Beckham back in April, right? About his knee and everything, and the in the surgery, what happened, and how it needed to be reconstructed and needed to be uh, replaced anyhow and they knew of that the Rams knew of that and it was just a matter of time because they did the MRI on it and they knew that it was one of those things whereas it was only hanging on by the skin of the teeth right sometimes who had a loose tooth before right and you can see that tooth you can wiggle it you can move it you can bite down on it you know what I'm saying when you're young and that tooth still don't come out. It's just stubborn. But eventually, you knew that tooth was coming out, right? That's what they knew of Odell Beckham before they signed him. But it was for a cheap deal, right? They paid the man in Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they paid that man in uh, cryptocurrencies. Let me stop saying it because I don't want people to come look after me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in the crypto community and all of those people with the invisible hand. I don't want them to come looking for me, you know, but they paid that man in cryptocurrency. Right. So that's what happened. And when the injury came, they're like, all right, cool. We already knew that that was going to happen anyway, but appreciate you. And thank you for your services. That's just how it goes. And uh, to fast forward now, um, the surgery, from what I know or from what inf information that's out there, was a successful one. And now he refusing to work out. All right. 
what if I told you like Ripley's, believe it or not, there was another guy who was already in t- on, on this team, right, who the Cowboys reached down in their pocket and they paid $62 million to, right? I think it's $62.5 million to. And that name is Michael Gallup. Did he work out? No. <laughs> Did they know that he was going to be the same? No. But they trust their doctor's words. And their doctors said that, hey, it will be recovered and he will be back to same. Now, the two, the two difference between the two will be Gallup in-house. This dude out-house. Gallup younger. This dude is, is <laughs> just hit 30, you know. So there's two different things. And I get the argument. Shout out to you, baby. Way appreciate you, man, so much for your love. And adulations for the nation. Let me get, well, I don't have my stuff together today, but we're going to get it as we go. Um, I swear I was saying the same thing. He brags about nine years and Eagles take away. Oh, oh, okay. I can't read today. Y'all, y'all, I apologize. I swear I say the same thing. He brags about. Niners, about the Niners and the Eagles takes away, takeaways. You know, when the Cowboys create turnovers, it's considered a lucky break. But for everyone else, it's their defense forcing turnovers. Man. Check out, check out my uh my film analysis on uh Dayron Bland, by the way. I got all three of his uh INTs. Uh, the one that he had in Washington and the two that he had just the other day. And those were really takeaways. He took the ball away. He sat on routes. He played and he phased in. One of the plays he wasn't even in phase. But this dude got a nose for the ball, and that's Dayron Bland. And he's physicality all the way, man. You know, so I appreciate you know, Uh Sam said, don't forget about Tech McKinley. Yeah, yeah, I can't forget about Tech. Uh, he is that dude as well. And all the parts come together, man. And and my hope, my, my my final stance on this with the Odell Beckham. Shout out to shout out to Parsons. Shout out to Trayvon Diggs. As we look back at that uh, at that picture, there we we can clearly see that it's primarily the defensive guys, right? And it should say no disrespect. To Noah Brown, Jalen Tolbert, or even Gallup or uh, Lamb, but no disrespect. But the defensive guys, they vouching for this dude, right? So if anybody want to put a cease and desist to this thing, somebody on the offense need to go straight to these defensive guys and say, hey, can y'all stop campaigning? We just put up 54 points, right? <laughs> so that should be the situation there. Uh, I ain't going to segue yet, but... <clears throat> Yeah, uh, Beasley, he says, Law Nation, watch same video about Kelvin Joseph. Can't call him boss man yet. He ain't boss man, and he ain't fat yet. You know what I'm saying? He's Kelvin Joseph. Right? And then my order is, he's Kelvin Joseph. Then he's going to be KJ. And then he's going to be boss man fat. And then we're going to give him boss. (laughs) He got he got a long way to go to get down to boss. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you can call him fat before boss, but I ain't calling a, a dude fat. You know, we call girls baby fat. But, you know, that's a whole other story. So for right now, Kelvin Joseph, if he would have picked that ball off the other day, you know what I'm saying, maybe I'll call him KJ. But, but for right now, Kelvin Joseph, you know, 
<laughs> we we gonna call him by his full government name, and then when he start making plays and getting off of those training wheels, then we gonna uh, upgrade his name. You know, and you gotta earn your name around. You gotta earn your keep around here, right? <laughs> Remember, I had to do that against Demarcus Lawrence. Yep, yep, yep. And now he's D Law. Now he's Tank. You know what I'm saying? So so he's he's Kelvin Joseph. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Somebody said, no, nah, I'm going to go ahead and call him boss, man, man. Ain't forget. <laughs> All right, we'll find out, man. There you go, King Element. Me and King Element on the same page, baby. He Kelvin Joseph, man. You know, what that birth certificate say? Let me see him. Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph. That's what he going to be for right now. He needs some milk. All right, so I wanted – let's listen to Jerry first, though. We can listen to Jerry, and then we can get things going. Hold on. Uh, we had uh, pretty extensive meetings, I did, with Odell yesterday. And uh, uh, we spent quite a bit of time together, enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, then we um, also uh, – he spent some time with uh, TJ. our, uh, uh, as it turns out, our entire family was there. My son, Cherry, my daughter, Charlotte, and had a good visit with him, and as well as uh, Stephen, of course. And uh, But uh, we got uh, had a good uh, good session there. Then it was off to the ball game last night. Uh, we'll get back together today and see uh, uh, where we go from here. Uh, you know, these things, uh, there are a lot of variables, a lot of variables here, uh, a lot of things to uh, consider. Uh, it's got to fit, and I mean that. It really does have to fit for both parties. There's no, there's no gain here if uh, uh, one or the other, the Cowboys or Odell, uh, doesn't have it where it uh, feels good after you get it done. You can't, uh, can't do anything that doesn't last because this is like getting married. You, uh, uh, you're not, uh, you're not getting together to have issues after you get together. So. We've got to make sure we've covered all the things that uh, are important to him and important to us. All right, so uh, th this this interview is about thirty minutes long, or let me see how long it's about twenty five minutes long. But we're not going to play all of it. I'm just going to play some of it. But what I can tell you from David Moore Twitter account and thirteen ten the ticket, uh, it, it was reported that 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 he. We're not he's not intending on playing at all for the regular season, but he will be playing for the postseason. Now, how that goal is, I don't want to mess up a good thing, right? And I always say never rush perfection. This move could be very much so for the 2023 move, right? It don't even have to be for the 2022 situation unless – there's beyond reasons that you need to put this dude in, in a pinch. It, it kind of remind me, minus the Eagles, you know, situation, but it is kind of like that. Remember when Terrell Owens, right, he was trying to rush him back for that. He didn't get a chance to play at all um uh during the postseason but he was ready for the Super Bowl. I think he had broke his leg or something. What 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 did he break? Y'all educate me on that. And they they was like, okay, you know, they were still winning. They they made it all the way to the Super Bowl without him. But when they put him, he was still a major imp 
back to that team or for that team, right? And not saying that this is the same because two different kinds of caliber of wide receiver, but it can have that type of vibe or push to it, right? And he broke leg. Okay, appreciate you, DT. Salute to you, my brother. So my thing is, is if right now, let's say if we roll it hot into the playoffs, then superstitious law going to settle in and say, hey, man, hold on. I mean, you would like to see her in the regular season first, right? So I would be kind of upset and angry if they deployed their whole mission when they get to the playoff. Only because of the fact that we've been so fragile in the playoffs. We've been so, so razor blade thin with games in the playoffs. Like, show of hands, Cowboy Nation. The last time we went to a playoff game and we had our chest out like this, saying that it don't matter who they going to line up or lace up, we beating the bejesus out of them. We didn't have those type of feelings since the 90s, right? It was like in the 90s, like, oh, we got to play the Niners. We beat the Niners. We going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl because that was our strongest task. Now, it would be nice. It would be nice if if we look at it and, and say, all right, in the futures, days of the futures or what have you, it would be like, okay, Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles take the mantle of being the new Niners and the Cowboys be the new Cowboys, right? And we beat them and we go straight to the Super Bowl every year, right? It, that would be nice, right? Um, Henderson, appreciate you. Shout to Henderson Chicken, too, in <laughs> Dallas area. Henderson or Ruby's? Rudy's. Which one y'all like better, baby? Y'all let me know in the chat. All right, uh, I got uh, shout out to my Cowboys family. Appreciate them so much. Uh, T.O. is also top three wide receiver of all time, though. You know, he just freaky, man. Yeah, BD. <laughs> just a whole different type of situation. Um <clears throat> Look, everyone, Odell will be working out with the boys all the way until the playoffs. So stay tuned. We going to be fine, though, yeah? That, that I can't agree. Right? And, and, and that I can say. Shout out to you, Trey. <laughs> Rudy's. <laughs> oh, we got, well, we got a debate, baby, of Rudy's or Henderson's, baby. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, man. If you're in the Dallas area, shout out to Rudy's, man. Henderson's <laughs> uh, out of those two. Boy, we got a lot. We got a lot of people in Dallas, in the local Dallas area that knows about those two street chickens, baby. Um, I just couldn't think of it. I couldn't help but to think of it because of Henderson right here. Shout out to you again, Philip, uh, for your donations. Um, <clears throat> did we sign this for my guy Pigs Cons? No, we didn't sign anyone from from my knowledge or, or, or right now. You guys can let me know whether or not there's any breaking news on that. Normally, my phone will be be jumping off, but they're gonna give him a, a good shot, and he's gonna he's gonna have to work out with his doctors. But the reason why I brought up the Michael Gallup situation, I trust this dog on, um. 
I trust this doggone doctor staff over here. Two instances. Right? They, believe it or not, regardless of how you guys look at Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith was good for us, man. For, for, for that one good year, 2018, Jalen Smith, you can't really dog Jalen Smith, right? And the doctors were right. You know, we got a real good season out of Jalen Smith. It was the, uh, they, I think that they were the top three or top five linebacker tandems or could have been the best tandem in 2018, you know? And and then what they did with Bruce Carter, it just that, man, <laughs> I mean, we took a, a risk at Bruce Carter. He turned out well, but the year that, that we supposed to keep him, we got rid of him. We like, God, dog, we rehabilitated Bruce Carter. So that he can go somewhere else. I, I start calling us the rehabilitation boys, right? <laughs> Our doctors, boy, I, I said, if I ever sprang a knee, twist an elbow or something, I'm going to, hey, Jerry, come on, let me hook me up with Dr. Cooper in there, man. I got good credit. <laughs> I got good insurance, man. You know, come on, man. Hook a brother up, man. I got fed blue. Come on, man. Let me get in there. Uh, Robert Quinn, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, Robert Quinn to IR. I'm, I'm not. I'm not laughing at the man. Hope all is well, but we 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 uh, just got Demon Clark. You know, Demon Clark came back and looking like in tip top good shape. You know, so come on, <laughs> Drizzy. What's good with you? It's cool when they do it. <laughs> it's a problem when cowboys do it. Come on, baby. Finesse two times, man. Shoot, we're going to have to call the Cowboys finesse three times, you know, for the three Super Bowls we won in the 90s. <laughs> man, well, well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me speak some things into the future. Finesse six times, baby. Let's let's be finesse six times. You got finesse two times, we'll be finesse six times. Come on. Um, so I trust our staff. So if they see something and if they go up under the hood and they say, okay, he don't want to work out, but we, we got the keen eye to this. Right. And I think that Britt Brown, I mean, he got some miracle working hands over there with that rope. If I can, if anybody takes any way, anything away from the Cowboys, try to get that rope from the Cowboys. When they be working them rope, them cords, they work them cords, man. Oh, I'm leaving out one of the better guys, too. Rain Dakota Prescott, baby. Shoot, the man had meat falling off the bone, you know? Meat, you know, uh, the, the the ankle bone protruding through the, through the epidermis, you know? Epidermis, dermis subcutaneous. The bone went through, and, and they was able to get things back. It was said from Joe Theismann that this dude may not ever be the same again. And look at Dak now, you know? If it wasn't for, look, I kid you guys not. I kid you guys not. If it wasn't for the NFL flat out just hating on the Cowboys, Dak Prescott would have been the comeback player of the year last year. It's it just that the NFL can't stand Dak Prescott. Oh, oh I'm sorry, the Cowboys. Right? <laughs> if Dak played for any other team, he would have won it. Because I get what Joe Burrow did, you know, as uh, far as that type of injury. We all seen that type of injury happen. That's on a uh, – uh, that happens, you know, the type of injury that Joe Burrow's had. But the type and kind of caliber of injury Dak had was, shoot, 
You ask Joe Burrow which one you would rather have. He was like, man, nah, man, give me, the, give me the one that I had. You know what I'm saying? But by him being a Cowboy player, you know how it goes. Shoot. But if it was anybody else, 12 and 5, shoot. Meat going through the ball? Come on, man. Shoot. If my meat came through the bone, if my bone <laughs> bust through the meat like that, I meant to say, bone going through the meat, shoot. I wouldn't even jump off of a porch. Law, man, what you doing, man? I ain't jumping off no porch, man. Law, wait, what you go down some stairs? Nah, man, I'm going to take the elevator, man. <laughs> I'll be the guy in there. <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. But y'all get what I'm saying. Right, so. Why are you confident or why would you be confident in signing somebody that you haven't seen work Pause. out coming <laughs> off an ACL nine, ten months ago? Well, I'm not confident at all. And so Tell him, uh, that's Jerry. the issue. Now, we all realize that uh, uh, that issue of health, that issue of availability is here every time. Uh, just this one is uh, very obvious and very pointed toward his injury that had occurred last year in the Super Bowl. So uh, we've got a good beat on that. We've got a great read on his career. It's not like a draft pick coming at you. You've got a lot of history here, and you can take a good look at everything, not only the obvious, and that's his performance, but also uh, any issues regarding health. So all of this, uh, we've got to come in with our eyes wide open, and it has to be addressed, and that's when you see if you can uh, make a deal or not. All right, so Jerry said he's not confident. The billionaire. But he's entertaining it. So that goes to show you that do you entertain the money aspect of it? This is, this is my thoughts on it. <laughs> now that he said it, he came out on record saying, hey, I ain't confident about it, right? And if anybody who got billions of dollars, they got to make some type of risk assessment with that. And we saw on the episode or heard on the episode just the other day with Brad Sham saying that there's people who may not feel confident. And then Jerry Jones said that just right there. It's your team. He could have shot it down, but for the love of money, got to make that money, man, money, man. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, he going to milk this thing out as much as possible. And he probably said something that sparked and gave the exuberance to his, uh, to his players, and they've been the ones. They've been the ones campaigning, right? Look, that's, that's his players. Well, the story has it that they were sitting on Jerry's seats anyway. So, you know, you know, Jerry probably said, hey, man, uh, Micah, Trayvon, want y'all go take that man downtown. Take him to the game. Show him a good time. Here's a couple here's a couple hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? Take him out. And uh, Dez, Dez Bryant ran up a tab at Nick and Sam's for 23 thousand dollars right down the street from where i'm at i should have said you know what let me jump in my whip let me just go down there and just be a, a spectator right he ran up a tab for twenty thousand dollars maybe that is the situation but one thing i could tell you for sure is um <clears throat> what can reassure jerry's confidence and make him comfortable would be the doctor's report and they will have that down the line right so that's all we can do from here. Uh, I wish we would have did that for Coop. This is from Roy. That means that everything, that this team and all of the players, they were not in Amari Cooper's corner. 
This is evidence right here. <laughs> this is plain evidence right here. Right? You got a younger guy named Amari Cooper who didn't have the type of injuries that Odell Beckham had, right? Who who was willing to reports according to reports, willing to renegotiate his contract if 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 you just sat down and said, "Hey man, are you willing to renegotiate renegotiate the contract?" Yeah. Right? But that just wasn't the situation nor the case for Amari Cooper, right? They're ready to get rid of him because he, you know. FBI, open up! You know, because he didn't want to do that thing. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Coop. But I don't blame Coop. 20, 30 years from now, you don't know, right? But neither here nor there, Cowboy Nation. That's water under bridge. Now they're looking at this situation. You got CeeDee Lamb, who had an unbelievable game just last game. Uh, you have Michael Gallup, who had two tubs last game. You got this uh, unique packages with tight ends. Let's see how this thing can work out. Jerry, have you ever signed a player in an instance like this, a player coming off an injury that you didn't see work out? Oh, yes. I sure have. Uh, the classic for me is uh, – uh, but really Alonzo Highsmith, and that was in about my second year. And um, uh, Alonzo Highsmith was so highly thought of, particularly uh, by our young coaching staff. And I had uh, still have them. I had three letters handed to me by three different doctors that said, uh, Jerry, this is bone on bone. He can't play. It, this, this, uh, this won't work. And uh, I went ahead and signed him. We had those Herschel Walker draft picks, and uh, we could afford, uh, uh, felt we had plenty of picks at the time, and we made that trade, and he never touched the field. Mm. Jerry, Bruh. <laughs> Sources, the Cowboys have concerns with the Ness after Odell Beckham Jr. physical that has recovered from torn left ACL in Super Bowl, has not progressed enough to ensure he would play mid-January, and possibility exits signing him would have no benefit until 2023. According to sources, shout out to B.D. Gray for jumping on this, like a seal sucker suit that's on <laughs> on sale. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate you, man. You jumped all over this like a cheap suit. All right, so this is from Ed Water. Water. So if you guys trust Ed, you know, I trust Ed. You know, I, I like Ed. Um, and this is what's going to happen. So speculations may be that if he do sign, he would not be available until 2023. Or if not, where my uh, thing at? Here we go. Until the playoff time. But then that would still take longitudes and latitudes for that to get ready from there. So that is from Ed Warner. Ed Water. 
how much can you how much of a gamble is it just looking at medicals just in your overall experience or how much can the medicals lie once you actually get the player to work out and run around oh i think they uh, uh beginning at the draft hold on before we go further the best type of deal for the cowboys would be the L.A. Rams deal, you know, that 2.5 with incentives. Or if anybody that can create a contract, that can create language within the contract to get out of said player with said contract will be the Dallas Cowboys. Law, do you have any troops to that? Yes. Uh, do you guys remember we had a guy by the name of McCoy? I forgot his first name. Was it Gerald McCoy? Um, he had issues and things like that. But their medical staff said, okay, let us do the evaluation process. And he was long in the tooth, right? He was a diehard Cowboy fan. They brought him in. A, a similar campaign like what's going on now, right? Because we was all talking about war daddies and bringing in a big guy. And it water. <laughs> Shout out to you, Keem. All right, so with that being said, they had language within the contract. If anything happened, like to the elbow, neck, we, we'll be good to cover. But it would be a breach of contract or it will be nothing that we would owe if something happened to that particular knee, right? He had something dealing with his leg or knee. And that was the play that I think Tristan Hill blocked him or what have you. And he folded up and his knee buckled on him. And he, he ended up uh, having a season-ending in, injury in 2020. I think that the Cowboys would do the exact same thing if they do decide to sign Odell Beckham. They will put clauses in the contract that will safety vile them and they will springboard the money with incentives and things like that. So sometimes you would look at it and say, all right, cool. I get my brand. I get my recognition, right? But also the Cowboys get their side of it. They get the star power. They get the experiences. Then they will also have that escape clause that if this happened, if that happened, then bam, they out of the loop, right? Who remember that? Who remember that? Just a brilliant plan. Brilliant plan. So we can talk about left and right about this team and their process and how they handle things like that. But one thing I know for sure, from a contract part of it, the Cowboys know how to wiggle and move themselves around within that. They'll beat you to death with that ink pen. The Cowboys just do those type of things. Uh, <clears throat> Jay Campbell says, Law, would you still sign Odell if he can't play right now? Would I sign Odell if he can't play right now? Only if the deal is sweet, sweet enough for me. I would have to, pre I would have to present it that, for one, they're courting him too much, right? The players are. But I don't see none of the owners doing it, so that's the leg up for the owners, right? But for two, if the deal is more in my, more in my side, I would rather, look, <clears throat> our contract whoop them. For one, 
I know that his people really they they think they bright and I'm not I'm not talking about him. He make more money than I can count. He make more money than I've seen, right? But who knows? I might be a I might be a billionaire by tomorrow. Y'all never know. But for right now, he got a little bit more coins than me. Here's the thing. The Cowboys should contract whoop them. And it's better to have them on your side versus against your side. I'd rather have them inside the tent pissing out versus outside the tent pissing in. Write that down, right? Just in case. If he already showed that he would want to be on your team or be on your side. And if you're trying to look for down the line 2023, and if the contract is feasible enough, then you do that. We don't know what tomorrow or the future will hold for us as far as the draft. Right? We don't know. There was a people that was arguing with me when the draft came around. You know, I was like, hey, how Alec Pierce, we just saw him just, just the other day. When I was doing my draft analysis, and there was a lot of people saying, nah, Jalen Tolbert is better. Well, based off of evidence off of one year <laughs> from so far that we've seen so far, who's better, right? It's a, it's a, it's a crap shot when you go into this draft looking for wide receivers. <laughs> John Deal says, Odell Beckham ain't got no tent, though. <laughs> well, He's going to be peeing inside. You don't want him to do all of that. And his Ill, Ill Machine says, it's, J, it's James Washington time, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know James Washington's status. I, I hope he's at practice. Uh, and, and if anybody can grin ear to ear, it will be him uh, waiting to get out there to showcase his talent and prove to the world that he belongs. Uh, Law, do you think that there's a possibility we can get Jordan Lewis back for the playoff? No, he's he's gone, man. And I wouldn't want to have a rehab guy out there on the field, quote unquote, when you got a guy like a name of Dayron Bland who's playing unbelievable. I don't think that in these last three years that we've seen Jordan Lewis, I haven't seen Jordan Lewis play as consistent. As a Dayron Bland so far, right? And I did the air quote so you guys won't say, "Hey, Law contradicted himself." He would, he would put Jordan Lewis back out there over Dayron Bland. Nah, and he's just talking about putting what's this guy name? Oh, Odell Beckham out there over Noah Brown. Nah, even at this state, Odell Beckham may still be better. Then Jalen Tobert, right? Uh, I guess James Washington gets the last laugh. This is my guy, Chris214. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. Yes, indeed. Why Odell Beckham wasting our time? If he's hurt, Will Fuller sees. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. I don't know. Iceberg Slim says Dayron Bland is more talented than Diggs. Iceberg Slim. You went to Fresno State, baby. <laughs> your last name, your, your, Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim, your last name Bland. You know. <laughs> 
But what I'm saying is that there are known I knowns and that there are known unknowns. But there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. Uh, I like I like that comparison. You know, if I'm Dayron Bland, if I'm Dayron Bland, m- matter of fact, I know how these DB think. Before we go into this other conversation. DBs have the mindset. They like to reverse divas. Like, you know, we call wide receivers divas. They're the reverse divas. They are the sassy ones. They are the ones saying, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, you think you better than me? I'm the best one out here. Watch me. Watch I shut this thing down, right? If Dayron Bland is who I really think he is, he would say, yeah, I'm the most athletic guy on this team, right? And I would want him to be such. You got to play with extreme confidence. Now, if you put in a vacuum, Trayvon Diggs and Dayron Bland, there are things that Dayron Bland do from a degree of technicality from a defensive back that I like more than Trayvon Diggs. And I'm just speaking to you guys from a defensive back perspective, where he rallied, chase, come down and hit. Right? But there are things far as range coverage ability that Trayvon Diggs does a whole lot better than Dayron Bland. Not putting these two against each other, right? So when you say more athletic, then I can lean on the fact that, yeah, you probably can put that into a vacuum and say, yeah, Dayron Bland is more athletic in this space. But overall, coverage ability and range ability, give me Trayvon Diggs, right? So that I love that argument. And, and from a, a place of objectivity, I, I would love for those boys to continue to grind, continue to try to better their best in any given situation, baby. So, uh, and y'all know me. I love a cornerback that can range, got range, and come down and feel and tackle, right? And and that's what Bland brings to the table, and uh, just polar opposite of what Trayvon Diggs brings to the table, like route recognition, coverage, and in a pinch, if it's time for him to come down and feel, he will get there, but it's not going to be the same tenacity as a day run Bland. But that's not to take away, not to take away from one to another, right? It goes all the way back to defensive backs and how you would like to build your team. Back in the days, you had Rod Woodson, right? And versus a Dion Primetime Sanders, right? <laughs> so when you break down both DBs, both great, right? Shoot. <laughs> both great, but you can't really say in their prime, you know, who would you rather have? It just depending on your scheme. But one can argue, like, give me, give me prime over anything. But Woodson was really good. It was only one wide receiver that Woodson just didn't have a name for, and his name was was the playmaker, right? He just every time Woodson, he just couldn't rob Woodson. I'm not talking about Darren Woodson. Rob Woodson just didn't have an answer to the playmaker, right? <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> Kevin Joseph stick with any receiver but always fearful of the PI. John Deal. Yo. Yeah. All right, let's go. But at every decision, uh, every juncture that you're looking at making a new contract, uh, 
the medical. No, 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 no. Iceberg. Bland has a higher ceiling than Diggs. Nah, I ain't, ain't going to talk about ceilings right now, you know. Um, mm, I'm trying to figure out your argument there. I love DB talk. Uh, God dog, boy, you, you the fool around got me into this mindset. Now, higher ceiling. Because of the versatility that you can play that man on the outside and inside and in a pinch down the line, far as future talk, he can be your free safety like in his 30s, yeah? But one can argue Trayvon Diggs can be as well, right? It, you know, there's, there's not, nothing to exclude him from that, and he can go down the Charles Woodson approach. But the good thing about it, I love having these conversations because they're so young, baby. This is Bland rookie year, and this is going into Trayvon Diggs' third year. Man, don't you know how long we got with these matchups? Ooh, come on, Kevin Joseph, hurry up, man. I'm hasting today that Kevin Joseph jump inside too. You know what I'm saying? This conversation. L Machine, uh, I'm a little concerned with our CB situation. And I'm just giving them praises, Ill Machine. Uh, I think that the vet CB would be an ideal to put out there with Bland and Diggs. Thoughts? I don't trust KJ. Um, hmm. That's a good that's a good solution there. That's a good problem right there. Uh when you say you don't trust because you got to give him time to build that up, right? And he, he's look, Kelvin Joseph, this is his what second year. And he's still going to have rookie mistakes because he didn't get the amount of snaps that you wanted from him last year. So, and that's shame on the Cowboys. But this is for only from a perspective of analysis, right? Only from a perspective of analysis. And I'm going to talk to you guys about this. Hold, hold on. I'm going to get my other dose of coffee. This is only from a... Now, Eagles fans, hold on to your feathers. Hold on to your feathers. I do like the aspect when you have a young team... And if you have some um, reservations, you go out there and you get another veteran DB to bring into the folds. I don't think that the Cowboys should go and draft another DB, right? We're just doing some future talk. I'm just adding this in. I appreciate people. If you go out there and find you another veteran DB to put in, a guy that been making himself known, not like an Anthony Brown, and I hope all is well with him. Like a Marshawn Lattimore or somebody like that who's who who that you have to spend some resources on to bring in for the 2023 season, right? A vet, It's a veteran DB out there that's not too long in a tooth that you can bring in, that you can insert in, and you will say, my goodness, 
My goodness, this team is be stacked for years to come. And the Eagles did just that. They brought in Slade and they bring in uh, a guy by the name of Bradbury who's been solid for those guys. Two bookend cornerbacks and everybody else can rally and fill off of that and it make Chauncey Gardner Jr. look good, right? Who I believe who's hurt for the rest of the season. Now they made the other guys look okay as well. So if you can do that same philosophy of bringing in a guy who's been around the corner before, I don't know who it is for 2023, maybe trade for a guy, somebody who don't give up a lot of yards, who aggressive, who keep things in front of him pretty good. You got a stout front. You got a stout linebacker core. You got a promising guy out of Bland. You got a promising guy out of Trayvon Diggs. You got a dog out of Malik Hooker for another year. And you got other guys that's still developing like Izzy. Man, now you got that piece that you can really say, you can close your eyes and don't even have to worry about the secondary because you still got depths because Nashawn would still be here Kelvin Joseph would be in his third season and you you can just probably parlay that out you know for future draft picks if things don't work out that would be the best philosophy for me Scott what's good man I'd out I'm out on Nashawn right is there his mom Wait a minute, his mom is so fine. I'm going to call Miss Wright for you, man. You know, shout out to Nashawn Wright, man. And Scott Simpkins, you know, who's willing to be a stepdad at this point right now. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Appreciate you, man. Uh, boys, JR. Boy. Boys want to sleep on Joseph. Wait till they try and run them sweeps, wide receiver screens. His way. He just need reps defending the route tree. All right, so, Jay, it, it, Kelvin Joseph would be that guy like um, – the Terrence Steels of the world, right? Like, come on, man. Remember how everybody was out on Terrence Steele 2020? There was not a soul that was banging on Terrence. Come on, man. Terrence Steele, still reserved. And then 2021 happened. People were still kind of like the, the Lyell Collins crew was still like, nah, nah. And then his third season, right? It's like nobody, I don't think that there's a Cowboy fan that's on this planet that would say, hey, man, 78 is the problem. Terrence still is the problem. It literally took three years, and I get it. One was undrafted out of Terrence Steele, and one being a second-round draft pick. Everyone have a reason, but results are what matter, and we have a few spoonful of games left out of this season. And it will be enough for people to wipe away, wipe away their thoughts of the ill feelings that they got out of Kelvin Joseph. The good thing is if he can just get one interception, right? <laughs> it will erase a lot because Anthony Brown been on that side, right? And if he can come down and feel and don't have 10 missed tackles like Anthony Brown, then we're working with something, right? And I'm quite sure that when I look back at the tape, he's a little bit more physical than Anthony Brown, right? He would not have 10 missed tackles. So to your degree, JR, you're right. You're right. And for those who play DB, it's one of the hardest spots to be 
plan when they just throw you out there. Say, hey, man, your time. Get out there, dog. Make something happen. Right? And what benefit Bland was he played inside, right? Even though you got two-way goals. And he got his legs up under him. And now look at the momentum going, right? I think that Bland, the only bad game that you can really cry out to is the Green Bay game for Bland, right? Every other game, shoot, he's been, he been solid as a rock. Appreciate y'all, man, so much. Uh, appreciate you, Henderson. With no comment, I'm, so I'm just going to fill in that spot with the chicken, baby. Henderson chicken, baby. Appreciate you. <clears throat> if I ran a 4-3 corner or 4-3, 4-40, right, I'll be baiting mofos every play. This for my guy Sam. Um, mm. Takes time, though. Takes time, though. And you got to pick up the scheme. Uh, is a huge uh, consideration, and um, uh, they uh, uh, those those medicals. Uh, uh, you- mm, Malcolm Butler, appreciate you, my dog Scott. Appreciate you. Let me see, Malcolm Butler. Uh, boom, boom. How old is Malcolm Butler? Forgot about him, Mississippi boy, huh? He didn't play, man. He he. Last time he played was twenty twenty though. Twenty twenty. I tell you, it was a cuss word, man. That's why he ain't signed, fam. How old? How old is Malcolm? Uh he thirty two. That's why I mean thirty three, man. That's why he ain't signed, uh, fam. Yeah, that's why he ain't signed, signed, man. You know, Malcolm Butler. Oh, you talking about another Malcolm Butler, uh, Scott? Let me know. He gonna be working on a podcast. <laughs> you know how these players do now. They they work on podcasts when they that dude thirty three man. Yeah, that's why he ain't signed. <laughs> if y'all talking about Anthony Brown, shoot. But at least he went out on a good note, man. His last year playing in the National Football League, he could say, man, I had four interceptions before twenty twenty came. F twenty twenty, man. You know what I'm saying? At least he can go out with that on his record, on his resume. <laughs> Usually bear out. Uh, now the question is: is uh, is of course uh, with the injury, and uh, can the injury uh, be uh, 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 the surgery or the uh, uh, the uh, <laughs> type of of addressing of that injury, whether it be equipment or whether it be uh, uh, playing with the or the uh, uh, watch out uh, long, watch long the, you go. Uh, the watch question this. is: is uh, is of course. Count. Uh, with the injury, and uh, can the injury uh, be uh, uh, the surgery or the uh, uh, the uh, type of of addressing of that injury, whether it be equipment or whether it be uh, uh, playing with the the limitation? Uh, what do you have? And all of those uh, are uh, big considerations. But make no mistake about it: medical's big. Jerry, uh, and you're just, you know, you mentioned that you talked to Odell yesterday, and, and I know you've talked to him before yesterday. Has he Shout out Jerry Jones, given man. any indication <laughs> on his own if he believes he can play this year? 
Uh, I would say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of keep that one uh, at bay uh, because uh, that's uh, uh, that's degree. Uh, it's a lot different if you played one play or if you played uh, uh, available for a week, and that week be the Super Bowl week than if he's available next week. And so everything in between, I would say. Uh, uh, that's that's a point of the uh, discussion. Uh, a player's own uh, own belief of where he is in uh, becoming ready to play is real big. Now, I'll tell you this: the fact that he uh, rehabbed last year and came back and played in the Super Bowl shows you uh, serious mental uh, toughness, and it shows you current or recent addressing of uh, playing coming off of surgery. And that requires you've got to overcome natural mental feelings when you overcome playing right after a surgery. It's not just the technical repair. It's the uh, ability to mentally come through it. The fact he's recently done that, our trainers tell us, is a plus. You had told us that you have to have this year from him, that this year is, you know, of utmost importance do you feel still feel that way like if you can't play this year is the deal off the table well uh, that's harsh right there but this <laughs> year's uh, paramount jerry i'm just curious what your impressions are of him in terms of the personality getting to sit down and and talk with him you know, a lot of people would say he's a misunderstood individual he's a polarizing superstar what are your impressions of him after spending some time I think he's uh, outstanding. I think he's smart as a whip. I think mm-hmm. he's uh, uh, a, a quiet, confident uh, demeanor. Not quiet by virtue of uh, uh, his ability to communicate or his ability to express himself, but he just has a easy, quiet way about him. And uh, of course, that turns into one of the most competitive people you'll ever see. Uh, he's got a great lineage of excellence and competing, and and uh, his mother was a great track star. I mean, a great track star. And <laughs> oh my gosh, man. get myself together y'all Mari Cooper was a quiet demeanor smart as a whip guy that whooped everybody in chess right and (laughs) I don't know about Amari Cooper's mom I don't know if she was a track star (laughs) she's a runner she's a track star (laughs) Man, but uh, shout out to Odell Beckham. But at this time, you you just had that. You know what I'm saying? Already in house. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, so I, I, I don't get that part of the conversation, Jerry. Ray, I wish, I wish that they. <laughs> <laughs> they said chill she's a runner she's a track star <laughs> all right man i'm just having fun man y'all having fun come on man oh my goodness man um <clears throat> jerry man i man, i love jerry man man to the moon and back this dude this dude gonna always be the most interested man in the world. I wish I could play that uh that, that, that sound, that little the instrumental with that dude, the most interesting man in the world. Because he's always, he's always at that age, when I get eighty and if I'm if I somehow be a billionaire, I want you guys to find me and see if I'm doing these type of interviews. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! I, I'll be somewhere on a yacht with some my tides and with my, you know, I don't. Come on, Jerry. Um, uh, John Deal says law regarding Odell Beckham Jr. I think we just dodged a bullet. Uh, we we can do this with our current roster. Um, we'll find out, man. So, um. Uh, he has uh, he has those things, and he's easy to be around. He's a good teammate. Jerry, what does he want? He, he's made some comments. You know, I'm looking for different things in life. I may be over the Hollywood stuff. Want a long term home? Oh, what what impressions did you get that Odell wants out of all this? Well, I first of all think that uh, uh, he wants to compete. Uh, he wants to get out and make plays. Uh, that's um, uh, uh, you say that's a given. Well, uh, it is. A, it, 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 that's what he wants, and he wants to be. Uh, uh, he has an appreciation for uh, what the Cowboys are. <clears throat> he has an appreciation for what the NFL is, and uh, uh, he fully understands his the potential of his opportunity, and he thinks it's ahead of him as well as behind him. And so uh, all of those things, I think, are important. Uh, the, real, uh, the, the real at the end of the day issue is uh, uh, does it meld with uh, what we uh, want and can have? And, uh, uh, again, all of those things have to come together, but uh, uh, by no means do we uh, are we out of position. I got you, uh, Holly. All right, so Holly want us to do a quick poll right quick. And uh, I don't know where your comment went. Here you go. Holly Holly says, uh, if you want OBJ, type Y for OBJ, Y OBJ. And if you don't want OBJ, type in no BJ or N-O-B-J in the comment box right now so I can get a good vibe or a poll from you guys. And, and as evidence trickled down as far as it let me just put this in there. Sources from the Cowboys have concerns after Odell Beckham Jr.'s physical that his recovery from torn left ACL in Super Bowl has not progressed enough to ensure he will play before mid-January. And the possibilities uh, exist signing him would have no benefit until the 2023 season. So uh, let me see. And honestly... Right. So if the argument is 
you sign, hurry up and sign them for right now, then I get you, you know, the reason why you say no. But if you're thinking down the line, like for 2023 season, right, then I can see your argument of saying, yeah, sign the man. You know, if, if the deal works out for us, right, he need us, we don't need him, That's that should be the approach. Then it's yes, right? So let me see. And, and I'm going to try to keep the comments up and make sure so we can go back and revisit this when all is said and done, right? And the Cowboys been scrambling. They've been looking for a wide receiver. Let's not get it twisted. And if it wasn't for the ink running out of, like, like the pen running out of ink, they would have had Brandon Cooks, according to the Cowboys front office, right? They pan ran out of ink. <laughs> they had they had Brandon Cooks deal right on the table, and they're like, the pan can't write. The pan can't write. They had the offer and everything, and then the deadline hit. Y'all remember that story they told us? <laughs> the pan done ran out of ink. Come on. Stephen Jones, go get the pen. And then Stephen Jones, he, 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 he drove all the way to Walmart. <laughs> I heard he went all the way to Oak Cliff Walmart from Star Frisco. And by the time he made it back, they ran out of, you know, ran out of time. And they had a deal in mind for Jerry Judy. Remember that? Now, that's the deal that I wish. Ooh, Y'all think we putting up 54 points now, baby. Close your eyes and imagine. And I'm not sitting here saying that we need wide receivers or anything. But, man, it would have looked a whole, ooh, woo. Lamb, Judy, and Gallup. Come on, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, use Turpin and be done because balling regardless. Yeah, because we balling regardless. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that. But they they don't know how to use Cavante. <laughs> they see Cavante on the list. And nah, man, we don't know how to use him, man. So I get I got a lot of good responses uh, so far. Uh, I see a lot of wise, risque, right? Why, right, right? No, no. I see a few no's. So I think it's kind of like split. Is it kind of like even, y'all? Is it kind of like even? Shoot, it's kind of like even. I think I haven't seen AJ Abuye been getting burned lately, man. Let me see him. Look him up, bus. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, like even so far. Let me see what AJ Abouye been doing lately. I thought he'd been getting casually burnt everywhere. When the last time I saw him, twenty twenty one was his last season. He's been on the passer rating when targeted was ninety seven. He only had three missed tackles, but let me see how many snaps he had. Uh, he didn't have a lot of snaps though. Let's see. And then twenty twenty, man. He he probably long in the tooth too, y'all. He Yeah, dog, it's over with for him. He thirty two, fam. When you thirty two, D B and you didn't play a whole year, he ain't playing a year. You better be putting out there Sidney Jones or somebody. Shout out to you, C Burleson. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, we with this D B I'm telling y'all. Find a team that's willing to wholesale change their DBs, man, and see if you can put in a trade offer. That's what I would do, you know. Or you roll with your guys. You, who knows? Kevin Joseph could be that dude on the defensive side. 
position to uh, say uh, close or where we are. We're just uh, discussing the uh, many options that are there. Jerry, do you guys have a, a timeline on when you expect a decision to be made on it? No, I do not. Well, that's all the questions we have on Odell. <laughs> so that was Dell, man. Hey, y'all check on this right here. And we, we're not going to bring up that topic anymore until somebody else enticed me to bring that topic up. And don't forget, we got the final word tonight. So y'all get y'all topics together. Hit me up on Twitter, too. Here's that link to that video so that you can listen to the full video. It's about, it's about 20 minutes long. But that's about uh, eight minutes of it. So check that out. Jerry Wayne Jones on his thoughts with Odell Beckham Jr. And this uh, conversational piece right here would, would not end until he signed with somebody or until the Cowboys said, hey, we have no we have no. No reasons to sign him. Right. Right. We, we wouldn't we would not sign this guy. That's a better way to say it. Terrence Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull this up right quick, man. All right, so let's talk about this offense right quick. Just going back to the days, that offense, we talk a lot about Dak Prescott on this show. He just deserves praise. Their offense deserves praise, right? Like, under Cooper Rush, they were the 27th ranked offense. With Dak thus far, they are the number one ranked offense in the NFL. Think about yeah. that. The yeah, number one ranked big, offense in the NFL. That's Patrick Mahomes, that's Joe Burrow, that's some of the best there is. So the fact that these things are coming together at the same time, that's why I always said their ceiling is higher than any other team in the league to me. Uh All right, so the Cowboys ceiling, let's talk about this a little bit. Are we okay to talk about this topic, y'all? Because the Cowboys and the NFL got the highest ceiling, meaning that when everything is complete point if everything work his way out i'm using the operative word if if everything work his way out they have the highest ceiling dak prescott since his return and i'm not putting this all on dak because you also have kellen moore you do have the philosophy of putting the ball in the belly of tony pollard and ezekiel elliott you do have those philosophies oh on top of that the defensive side of the corn since dak returned to uh they've been trying to figure out how to stop the run and then they they figured it out after the green bay game i think that they haven't allowed over 100 yard rushing i know this past game they did but that was in the wee hours, right? Uh, I think Moss, some guy came in by the name of Moss, and he ran for 18 yards. But they stopped Jonathan Taylor. He only ran for 82 yards. If I were to tell you guys that this particular team, the Dallas Cowboys, is going to hold Cooks for under, hear me out, they're going to hold Cooks for under 80 yards, right? They're going to hold Saquon Barkley. I think he only had like 40 yards or something like that. And Jonathan Taylor, right? For under 100 yards. Y'all would literally tell me, you must be out of your goddamn mind. But no, that's not the case nor the scenario. The Cowboys are eligible to stop the run. And they did just that. And they are can, can continue to do that. There's nobody. Look, if I told y'all Jonathan Taylor is going to be here next week, y'all be like, nah, man, he's going to put up 100, 200 yards, right? Oh, man, if you get to play against Cook again, Dalvin Cook, shh, 
shoot, he's going to put up 300 yards, you know. But that had not been the case nor the scenario. So the defense been working on some good things. It's just that that one little game against the Green Bay that made me turn into the Hulk over here. My beard turned gray and, and I turned green, you know. It, it was just that one game that we, that's the game that is still kind of like right in our faces. Right in our faces, right? Because we beat that game, then we would only be a game behind the Philly, and then we can match that up when we play them, right? But now we're still two games behind. And now the playoff pitchers that it looks like, hey, we're going to have to go on the road to get things done, right? Versus being in the comfort center of our own home. So let's see how we can get things going the best way possible. So speaking of that, there's a guy by the name of Callan Cowherd who's always selling, who's always denigrating, who's always trying to take away, who's always trying to lead people astray with negative news, right, or with not real news, with real substance. And he does a great job of doing it. Was, for, for two and a half hours, it was, why is this close? The Colts are horrible. Right. Right. And then the dam breaks, and <laughs> Dallas plays downhill with an old immobile quarterback. Um, I, I've said this. You, you know this really well. It's a different vibe totally. Regular season to playoffs. Right. The margins shrink. Uh, the, the, the home teams get tight. I mean, you went to Foxborough. You went, you know, you played Manning and Brady. Dallas athletically, they're not the Niners, but they're really fast and really gifted. Um, but I watched that game last night, and I'm like, well, this is what Dallas has been doing for 10 years. They bully ball you. Yep. If, they, if they sense weakness. No doubt. They play, it's almost like a Jerry Jones identity. They play downhill. And they just. All right, so that's Bull Sugar. He said also in another clip, I don't have that clip, uh, unfortunately. I would try to find it and dig it up. But he said it on his open monologue that the Cowboys, they did they do this against less inferior opponents, right? Non-playoff games. They do this against teams that they, 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 they just somehow beat down. They bully them. Excuse me for those who are watching and listening. Aren't the Minnesota Vikings in the playoff? Y'all let me know. Can I get a yes or no? Are the Minnesota Vikings, if the season ends tonight, will the Minnesota Vikings be in the playoffs? The answer is yes. So lean forward a little bit, Colin. Right there. Oh, excuse me. Let me go a little bit further. Why are you rubbing your jaw? If the season ends today, would the Giants be in the playoff? It's a simple yes or no. Yeah. So it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when the Cowboys do it. And here's the thing, Cowboy Nation. Whenever the Cowboys play, the expectations of the Cowboys, we can't do nothing wrong. I've literally seen go to my post and I said, yeah, this team been playing better. Yes, we won this past game. There will be a third of the detractors to say, yeah, man, yeah, Dak threw three, three, three touchdowns, one interception, but his QBR was 40. Right? His passer rating may have been 100, but his QBR lost QBR. And he only threw for 170 yards. Excuse me. The final score was 54 to 19. 
I don't care if he threw a one QPR. QPR. He still had three tubs. But if someone else were to do that, come on, they would have a statue in their name and erected on the outside of the building. 54, can you believe? Attacked Attack. at the end. Like it was, they put on the full court press and just. <laughs> Do you consider them a serious Super Bowl team? Uh,. I think so. I, I think so because the way they're running the ball right now. Yes. I think if they get a chance to get Tyron Smith back, there's potential for him coming back. Like maybe signing Odell. Like they're gonna. Oh 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 no! I forgot. He he's talking to Mark Sanchez and shout out to Mark Sanchez. And I saw how he added in the philosophy and the formula that those boys won playoff games. And like I said. When we start giving credence to the quarterback for winning playoff games, he falls under that category too, right? Mark Sanchez was the Jimmy Garoppolo before Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Because they're going to give the credits and the credence to the quarterback and say, okay, now they got substance because they won a playoff game. And I remember people would say, yes, yeah, Sanchez is better than Tony Romo because he got playoff wins. And I said, Bull Sugar, he would benefit it from the defense that he played on. And he had, at the time, one of the stouts defense in the league. It's just that he made it all the way there, and he got beat down by another quarterback and another team. But there goes to show you the argument is still the same, as they say, nothing new under the sun. And it's the same conversation. Like, there will be a lot of people. They would go to their grave like, Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Hey, man, he won playoff games, right? And that makes him a studded quarterback. But when we start peeling back the information, they say, you know what? <laughs> so then they hide away from the quarterback in the playoff argument, right? <laughs> they hide away from that because I hit them with the truth. And a lot of people don't like me when I hit them with the truth. Yeah, they just they just like, what the truth? Handle the truth. Yeah, because when I said, I said, yeah, uh, in the last 10 years, Jimmy Garoppolo got more playoff wins than Aaron Rodgers. So are you trying to use playoffs as a deciding factor on how you grade and go over and judge a quarterback based off of their legacy and beyond? Then they say, you know what? It's different, man. Come on, man. But then when he get down to that, oh, he's one and three in the playoff. He's no good. And then I, I get a guy that's on my Instagram. He he literally said, "Well, look at Dak play. Look at Dak Prescott wins versus winning teams." And then I say, "Hey, is Justin Herbert a top ten quarterback?" Yeah, Justin Herbert one and eight versus winning teams. Uh, uh, the dude Kyler Murray is like three and twelve against winning teams. Right? It's crazy how this argument is always shifted, and the goalpost is being moved further and further. Back for one team, but not for the another. But let, but Sanchez in his interview from the little pieces that I heard from him, he he's he's not he's not like Colin Cowherd on the on the crazy side of it though. Gonna really make a run here. They got the defense. I think Dan Quinn has those guys playing at an incredible level. Yeah, and they'll give up some yards, but they they get the takeaways right. And once it, it's like uh, say like they're grapes, they come in bunches, man. As soon as they get one, it's like okay, here we go. And it starts to roll for him. Um, I thought Zeke played well. I thought the the one-two punch with 
Tony Pollard and Zeke, it's it's perfect. So uh, the biggest thing for them, I feel like, is limiting their turnovers. Yep, true that. explosive on offense. True that. Continuing to stick to the run game. But Kellen Moore has those guys rolling. So uh, we got that game this week against Houston. That could get ugly. Yeah, so you'll start pouring over the film. They're, they're interesting because um, it's almost, and I've seen this in multiple Cowboy games, there's some self-doubt in that room. For two and a half hours, you're like, this shouldn't be close. <laughs> but the minute something clicks, right. it's an avalanche. Well, you know what? All right, so, and, and I got to just point this out. It shouldn't have, be, it shouldn't have been close. But who got the best record in the NFL? Can somebody put down the team that got the best record in the National Football League? Can somebody put that down, please? Can somebody help a brother out? Right? <clears throat> and we're going to break this down as far as expectations, right? All right, so Mary Lawn, appreciate you so much. I know it pains I know it pays you to put that down. Tyler, uh Weezy, John Deal, you know, uh I know it pains diehard cowboy fans to put that down. But what if I what if I told you that if if it shouldn't have been close for us, then why in the hell is close for the team with the best record in the National Football League, right? The Eagles. It took them to the winding moments. The minutes were winding out. It took them sacrifices, miracles upon miracles. You know what I mean? The immaculate, you know what I'm saying? Miracle of the first down run. Of Jalen, right, on fourth and two to get the first down to extend them to win by one point. And on top of that, it took the Colts more so of losing the game than the Eagles, dare I say, winning the game, right? Missing the field goal. Also, going and, and, and shying away from the philosophy of being physical when they got to the red zone opportunity. But it took all of that. So, from my understanding, let me just rewind so that we can all be on the same page, right? So we can make sure that we all on the same page. Because he said it shouldn't have been close for us, but it's okay for it to be close for the Eagles, who got the best record in the National Football League. Let me make sure if I rewind that I can hear this co correctly. Let me make sure. Self-doubt in that room. For two and a half hours, you're like, this shouldn't be close, <laughs> but... The minute something clicks, right. it's an avalanche. Well, you know what's interesting is it was like that with the Rams game yesterday too, with the Seahawks. Like on paper, young. on paper, it should have been a blowout. Like Stafford's out, Donald's out, Cooper Cup's out. They got their twelfth different starting O line combination in twelve games. You would just think, oh, it's going to be forty to nothing. But that's how competitive this league is. The margin for error you just mentioned. In the playoffs, you know, even regular season games, it's like, you know, one turnover here or there, one bad play, one sack, one block punt. I mean, it changes the whole dynamic of the deal. And I mean, that's why these games are so dang close. It's it's incredible. You know, I was thinking about this. That So prime time just to go over the Colorado job. All right. So and, and, and we even go into that. But I just wanted to uh, bring that in. Shout out to Sanchez for, for fighting the good fight over there. Um <clears throat> no, we ain't mad. I am awake, but what I, if one game, I'm, I'm, the only thing I'm mad about, I am awake, 
are the schedule makers, right? They, 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 they done posted this game out too far away, right, on Christmas. But when it game come again, come again right, we going to be waiting for you guys. You know, I got my Monty. I got my Monty guy. He just waiting for y'all, too. You know what I mean? So I, I can't wait. I love it. I love it. I love it. it it's down to the nitty-gritty. And keep in mind, the Eagles still got to play the Giants twice, right? And the Giants just gave a fit to the Washington team, right? And they tied that game. And from my understanding, you guys were struggling against that Washington team, right, with their backup quarterback. Because when we play them, hey, can somebody let us know what we did to Heineken when we played him, you know what I'm saying, last year? And I'm not even worried about – look, I get it. I, I get it. A lot of people going to say, well, you know, it's a year-to-year league. But I promise you, when when them edge rushers get out of Heineken or Heineken, he's going to want some Heineken. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. He's going to want some. <laughs> He's going to absolutely want some. But from what I've seen, you guys had a little problem with that Washington team. But it's cool when y'all do it, right? <laughs> it's a problem when we do it, right? <laughs> Boy, he already know. He's sweating already. He's looking down there. Listen, whew, I hope that, look, Heineken. He's already got his Heineken's ready. He's looking down the list. He said, man, I'm glad the good Lord has blessed us. We played. I hope the Cowboys are resting all of their starters <laughs> at the end of the year because we got them dead smack at the end of the year. <laughs> yes, indeed, baby. But <clears throat> from my understanding and from my knowledge, The Eagles beat us the first time. When we were on the road, we was at child house, right? Y'all wasn't at our house, but we was at child. And you guys put up 28 points, I believe, or 29 or something like that. Can somebody update me on the final score that was that day? I just know it was about nine points, though, I believe. And if anybody do some quick math, how much are we a plus now since we got Dak Prescott playing these games? So if your team can be willing to score 40 to 50, then let me know because uh, that's what it's going to be. Oh, that's what it's going to be. 26 to 17. Mm-mm, nine points. 26. Did they have – can y'all let me know? Let me know. Let me know. Did they have all of their starters in that game? Hmm? It's cool when they do it. Hmm? <laughs> it's going to be, look, in two weeks, in two weeks, it's going to be a rude awakening. It's going to be some gnashing of the beaks <laughs> and plucking of the feathers. <laughs> Yes, indeed, baby. And if they think that they had issues on stopping the running backs, who the running backs for the Washington team and their offensive line? Let, let's just use it, those two examples. Who the running backs and the offensive line for the Washington team? And let me know, 
are the Cowboys running attack and offensive line better? And what the Eagles going to do to try to stop that down? And if y'all want to go blow for blow, then we got them all loaded up for you right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's do it. You know, let, look, let's do it, baby. Uh, also, we played the Texans this week, and 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 they need to be an APB alert out for East Side. I haven't seen or heard from him. Hope all is well, well with him. I heard the Houston area had boil water alert. I heard they getting the water right out of that uh, that ocean line there. Hope all is well. I heard Houston got that harbor water. I hope they boil y'all water over there. Be be ready because we bringing it all the way. Brian Robinson, he don't even hold a candle to Zeke and uh, Tony. None of their running backs hold a candle to what I, what we got going on over here in this plan, in this decision. Uh, but so we'll find out. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Uh, Antonio Gibson got released today. Oh, wow. And just like that, huh? Crazy Corvette, appreciate you for jumping in. I appreciate everybody for being part of this episode. Uh, just a great day all together. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content. Let a friend or a neighbor know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboys Sports Talk and Beyond. Uh, this was a great show today. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content. Bobby Jones said, James Washington just collecting those checks. Yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> Boiling things ain't, is, is fixed. Yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> the Texans, look, we have some matchup theories tomorrow on the show. Uh, but tonight, tonight is going to be the final word. Um, look for a film analysis on uh, my guy. Damone Clark, um, we're going to do some more defensive film analysis on Malik Hooker. Y'all stay tuned in. Then this defensive front. And shout out to the big boy love, Jonathan Hankins. I got a lot of film to do today. Y'all know how this goes. Tuesdays, tape come out. I'm reviewing tapes until my eyes turn red. We're going over things. We're looking at small things that we can improve on. And we know from Cowboys' perspective, we haven't peaked yet. So we got things that we still need to work on, right? And and it is what it is. Appreciate you, Jamison Taylor. Just just rewind, and we got some treats for you, man, throughout these episodes, man, throughout today. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, hit that like button, share this content. Shout out to all uh, of the people that's following this team from the, uh, the beginning and the end. Check out other content creators, too, that's live, that's about to go live. Support them as... They grow, we all grow. As we grow, we all grow. You know, it's all one family. Yeah. It's, it's quite strange to me that so many people like to put that wedge, that butter knife in between us, right? Literally seeing people will call in, oh, man, y'all, y'all the best show, man. Y'all really the best show, man. All of my other cats, no, nah, ain't nothing about that. No, same content, same information, right? They'll call into these ESPN shows. Oh, man, they got some good stuff over there, man. No, y'all know where it's at. Y'all know who butters the toast, baby, right? 
When I see fingerprints of me everywhere, there's no need for me to point it out. Just sit back and relax. Sip on your pina colada. Everyone pulls from the source. That's why they are the resources. Hmm? But the reality of it, Cowboy Nation, we doing our thing. And the four ladder, the three ladder, the crooked ladder, any ladder, they like to pull from us. Because we are the real substance. We got the realness. Imitated but never duplicated, baby. That's the reality of it. I told people all the time, this right here, Remember when Jesus said, I'm your favorite rapper, favorite rapper. <laughs> I'm your favorite content creator, favorite content creator. You know? And it's good to know that. But write this down, Cowboy Nation. Hey, kind of young Jesus. <laughs> If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough, that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap, if life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and dream is about it if you'll gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, and plan for it, and lose all terror of your mind for it. If you will simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, strength, and scargacity, with faith, hope, and confidence, and stern pertinacity, if neither cold, private, or famish, or fame, or sickness of body or brain can turn you away from the thing you want. If dark and a grim and besieged and beset it with the help of almighty cowboy nation, you will get it. Let's go. See y'all on the next stream. Let's get it, baby. Hey, stop, thief. Come back, <laughs> Come on. Run it up, baby. And somebody's saying, and I mean just that, saying Dan or Alaska, some milk. <laughs> Shout out to y'all, man. He mad. Come on. He needs some milk. Run it, baby. Shout out to B-Way, Henderson, Drizzy, Christopher, 214, Sam, shout out to you, Sky Still Burner, Ill Machine, Sky, J-R, shout out to you, Jerry Brooks, with the 50 stars. Come on. Use the size off for the bag, and that's worth more to me. All right. I mix Nike with designer. I experiment. 
I can't wait, I am awake. I can't wait to see Monty. Monty! <laughs> I got my dogs ready for him too. Run it, baby. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Too many foes and clothes. Come on. Yeah. All right. I'll be at home alone. I'll be in back. I'll be on road alone. Don't tell me Vlad back. Turn my music down. Vlad back in here, man. Vlad, I miss you, my dog, man. Come on, Vlad. <laughs> Turn my music back up then. <laughs> All right. Hey. Ho. Shout out to you, Scott. On the Facebook. Emmanuel Glass. On the Facebook. Mr. Nasty kind. The Hood Patriot. That's, that's a dope name over there, fam. I appreciate you. <laughs> FBI, open up. Let's go. We up out, y'all. We gonna get on up out of here, man. Like this motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. You have to be your biggest fan. And... When things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you are.